the message behind the music, the American soul singer, my dear brother, Major. Hey, man. What's up? You know, it's, it's, it's really good to be here with the Charles Jenkins. <laughs> Beautiful people, you understand. This means war. <laughs> my God is awesome. My brother literally has gotten me through some things with this. This is why I love you. Ah, see what you did there. My life is better (laughs) with you in it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, so let's jump in out of the gate. What would you say is your life message? My life message is hope. I I believe that I've been commissioned Mm -hmm. to amplify hope in love, in life, and in future and to help people understand what it is to hope and to love on earth as it is in heaven. I truly believe that's my call. That's incredible. So as you think about your life message and hope being at the center of it, you've got so many amazing records, so many amazing songs that we all love and have been viral and gone around the world. What would you say are the themes behind your music hope and love yeah. hope in love i want to encourage people to see themselves as necessary yeah while also seeing the necessary in what's beyond them uh, i don't think we were ever intended to do life alone you can be lonely at times but you're never truly alone and i i want to help people make the most of moments So if it's your meantime, in the meantime, while you're waiting for love, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. understand love for yourself. Right. If you're in love, remember that it's reciprocity uh, that that makes that thing really reflect what God intended. Because if we're the if we're both giving, if we're both pouring, if we're both putting in, nobody's ever left empty. That is the experience. So I just want to help people have healthy understandings of how to engage and to exchange love. I love that. So people see you on the surface, (laughs) but if you were describing yourself in three words, and I know that's impossible, but give it a shot. If I were to describe myself in three words, legit, it would be Major is grateful. Yeah. Major is hopeful. And major is major. And I, I get to use major because that's my real name, but that's truly what defines me. And if, if you were to think of a word major like that's major, yeah. it would involve the charisma, the audacity, the ambition, the boldness, and the interesting. So Love yeah, that. yeah, I'm major. I my mama that. knew. I my love mama that. knew. I love you know that. my mama named me Major. Why? She prayed that I would make a major impact on the world. Wow. And and backstory, I've shared it before, but you know this is new audience. This is <laughs> Jenkins and Roland. You know this <laughs> this a this a broader audience. So I'm gonna share it. She considered abortion because mm-hmm. um, she got pregnant with me at what was considered an inconvenient time. She was. Um, about to finish college. She already had my brother out of wedlock. And so she was feeling judgment, internal judgment, because a lot of times we don't realize that much of the judgment comes from our own self. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but she was like, I, I can't go through with this. 
And so she's on her way to the abortion clinic. The tire goes flat. So she misses her appointment. She's unable to uh, go that day. Wow. A couple weeks later, in nearly the same spot, a different tire completely busted. And so she was like, God, if I have this child, I pray. I, I dedicate it to you. I dedicate this child to you. And I pray that if I name a major, which is my great-grandfather's name, that he make a major impact on the world. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That story is... True. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's incredible. Yeah, but, but I, I got I to gotta say something. Because my mama don't get all the kudos for that. Because she waited until I graduated uh, high school and grade school and dealt with major pain, major minor, major league, yes, yes. which I hated my name for. And then she tells me when I'm about to graduate college at Berkeley, this is the meaning behind your name. So she waited all that time. I guess it built character. <laughs> huh? So thanks, mama. <laughs> but, but what I love about that is the intentionality yeah. of naming you mm -hmm. with an expectation and an anticipation mm. of what should be in the world and what could be through you. And so I'm blown away because, you know, for those of us who have been calling you major all of these years, yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't know what we thought, but yeah. that's, that's his name. But not realizing that you're affirming me all the more and what God intended all along. And also, you know, it's just, it's, it's a bunch of things happening when people call my name. Cause I think some people are like, oh, he's so clever with that little stage name. And yeah. I'm like, nah, Major's my real name. I just capitalize every letter producer all right, everybody with the lower thirds. It's all capital letters in a period because I mean that thing. Huh? I'm major. <laughs> so, so that's so funny, but I get it and I understand it. Yeah. Right? So we know your music. Um, Some people. A lot of people do, but a lot of people, people don't. Lots of people know. And so I want to make sure you tell the people that don't, go get that thing. Go get all the Major's music. Where's the cameras? Go get Major's music because we're trying to pay bills. Got so a lot of us, yeah. like a lot of us know your music and, and we're going to get into the music. But, you know, you are the message behind mm. the music. Mm -hmm. What would you say are the consistent themes that you have seen flow through your life over the course of your time? It's courage over fear for me. Yeah. It's not fully confidence all the time. Yeah. And I know I project that I'm very confident, yeah. but I'm, it's, it's more courage for me. And I guess the confidence is in every time I move courageously, a win is delivered. Yeah. And so... I, I try to help people understand that because they're just like, how do you, you're never scared. You're never, fear, you, don't, you don't know. You don't realize that most of the time when I'm about to get up before an audience, be it a few or many, I have, you know, the bubble guts and I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do this. But I think one of the things that ends up happening is I'm reminded that I'm not to do this thing alone anyway. Yeah. That there's a greater help that will assure that we work the goodness yeah. out of this thing. And so 
that my courage is is truly what I flow with. That's a running theme. Um, rejection. Yeah. Rejection, I've learned, is not only God's protection, but destiny's redirection. Mm-hmm. I, I have found that it is it is God's way of steering you clearly to where you belong, because where you belong, doors will open. Um, and talk about talk, because you <laughs> know you got me like, stirring up some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, dig into the rejection thing for a minute. You like, what has that been like? What man? What are, what are some examples like? So, my mom always pushed for excellence only. Yeah. If there's anything we say that we wanted to do, music, sports, anything, we have to be excellent at it. And excellence is only achieved by commitment and consistency and giving the best of what you have in every moment. Never perfection, but understanding that in this moment, if this is all that I have, give it all and give it well. And so I just kind of expect it If it's always excellent, I should always get it. Mm, mm, mm. And growing up, I got a lot of things. I I won competitions. I did this and did that. And then I started experiencing uh, going to schools where there was a pool of super talented folks, too. So it was a whole bunch of big fish in this this ocean. And um, and I remember starting to really experience rejection in a different way and once you move into this industry you better get used to the no yes sir because the no is going to be quite loud and quite consistent Mm. but and it's and it's going to hurt especially when you think that this is the thing that you deserve Mm. and just because you may think you deserve it does not mean that it's meant for you and so it you know with these no's i have found a way to lessen the blow by giving acronym to the to the word no n o for me now stands for next one mm. if it ain't this one mm. it's the next it's one. the next one so no next one ah! on to the next because in due time i get the next one listen man yeah. that's incredible <laughs> i get the next you, one brother to, about to, i'm about to go into yeah, the hole yeah. that's incredible yeah because you have to figure out a way to feed and fuel your own soul. Absolutely. When you get to know. And that's that hope mindset. Because hope, what it does is it provides not only treasure, but also anchor. Mm. Treasure and anchor. So it delivers reward, but it also keeps. And for me, my mindset allows for me to weather the limitation of decision makers, mm-hmm. whether the dis- the limitation of onlookers or spectators. And, and if I can clarify what I mean by that is I had to learn that just because a person said no or they didn't co-sign what I was doing in the moment does not mean that one, it was not good or that it never will be accepted. It just exposed to me that not everybody is meant to see you in the season you expect them to. Mm. And not everybody is meant to get it in the moment that you expect them to get it. And if you understand that most people, we all as human beings, judge and make decisions based on the limitation 
of our greatest experience. Mm. So if I'm doing a new thing, yeah. I can't expect to present a new thing and everybody just be on board mm -hmm. because that's different. Right. Different takes time. As you lean into it, you do the thing, that which they call crazy, they'll then say, that's cool yeah. after a while. Yeah, nah, I love that. That's, that's incredible. So as you kind of, you know, you motivate so many people, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> All around the world. And sometimes uh, there's a dear friend that says that we don't have the ability to see ourselves uh, because we are ourselves. And, and so you motivate people you'll never meet. Yeah. All around the world. I remember uh, we surprised a beautiful couple in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron oh, that was and Santa Hughes yeah, yeah. Uh, for their wedding. And they're just hysterical. The entire room was hysterical. Yeah. Um, but for you, it's a blessing to... My point is, people are like, you know, hysterical. How does the motivator stay motivated? Village is so important. Yeah. Who you invite and allow access to your space of growing, learning, being, and cultivating is key. Mm -hmm. And I have a village of some amazing people who help me to see me mm -hmm. and hold me accountable for when I'm forgetting uh, to see me. Mm. Um, in the good and, and the not so good. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm far from perfect. I literally struggle to, to at, at many times to live the hope that I give. Mm -hmm. Even though I know it works. Mm -hmm. I wrestle. Like, like I do well with it. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, which, which is I think a trick of, of the, the adversary. You use the tools. The, the kingdom tools to get there. Mm -hmm. And once you're there, you're almost like, okay, I got it from here. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Because what took you to get there, you will need to stay there. And, and for me, like, especially during the pandemic, bro, I had to encourage myself to live the hope that I give. I remember when I had the song Honest right after my song, Why I Love You. I thought why I love why I love you set me up so big mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, I have to outdo that one. Mm -hmm. I have to give him another another why I love you. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting more pressure on myself than probably most people are. Yeah. And and I was doubting myself that I could. Um, and so literally on my birthday, I did something I probably would have never thought I would. I got a tattoo. I got a tattoo. And I put hope on my arm because I needed to remind myself. A, a, a reminder that I could not take away. Mm -hmm. The hope you give is a hope you must live, bro. Mm -hmm. This is your treasure. This is your anchor. You can't talk faith lest you talk hope because faith is a substance of things hoped for. Yeah. And I put the major hope, which is my foundation, and I can go on and on, but bro, I have to remind myself. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like the barber 
the best barber or beautician in the shop is the yeah. one that their hair ain't right, but they can kill it where everybody else. <laughs> or, or like how I grew up, my stepdad, my hero was a was a contractor, and everybody's houses would be perfect, and we always had stuff that needed to be fixed. Wow. So yeah, yeah. No, I love that. So where are you from? H Town, Houston, Texas. Talk about it. H Town, Houston, Texas. I was born just outside of Denton, but uh, quickly uh, where my mom is from, we moved to um, Houston, Texas. Uh, born into a blended family of, of 10 of us. It was 10 of us. I've been in arts, performing arts schools all my life. Um, the high school for the performing visual arts. What was that like? Um, what was, who, what was fame? The, the, the kid, the kid major. What was major I've like? literally been major all my life. <laughs> like all my life, all my life. I just, I just, I am now more aware of my cool. And I, I've said this before, the definition of cool is the unapologetic embrace of your uniqueness. When you embrace your uniqueness, you find your distinction. And right in the heart of your distinction, you unlock your superpower. Love that. And so I finally became aware of it because I was like, I'm different. But well, I'm that's trying what I was to make this thing make sense. But that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Were you the cool kid or the quirky kid? I was both. Okay. That's, that was what was strange. Okay. Because like... I was, me being able to sing got me so much attention and me being able to act, because you know I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm an actor. And um, and so... Uh, Did you do all the talent shows? Yeah, and plays, all of that. And, and But when you go to a performing arts school, you're there with a bunch of talented folks, because four years ahead of me, Beyonce, um, I think Robert Glasper's a a couple, like six years ahead of me, Robert Glasper, Brian Michael Cox, Latoya Luckett. It's like talented people. Wow. You wow. know, so. Um, they were all at your school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were years ahead of sure, me, but sure. yeah. Um, I want to yeah. start over and go to that school. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's definitely the school. Um, uh, actually, fame was modeled after that one in LaGuardia in New York. And so. Wow. Um, so yeah, then I did an intensive at the uh, Houston Grand Opera, uh, an intensive with the Juilliard School before going to Berklee College of Music. So singing and acting has been my thing. It's been cultivated. But Houston, Houston made me, Cali paid me. I love it, yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah. So how did, how did you get into the singing thing? Like, like, were you one of those people who came out of the womb? I'll say I know three years old, I told my mama I wanted to be an international superstar. I put those words together. Um, at three? At three. Go crazy. And I, and, and, and I wanted to be also be a pastor. Um, gospel music was the music for me. That's what I was raised on. So, of course, I thought it was going to be all gospel, mm -hmm. you know, and I would do all the other stuff as like, the gospel artist sings this mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But at three, I told my mom and she quickly put me in music classes. Um, shout out to Wright's Music Studio with uh, Eric and Stephanie Wright, uh, a brother and sister duo that are still killing it to this day. Yeah, it's I've been in performing art schools all my life. So that's what I know. I know I tried to do trumpet. I tried to play trumpet first. How'd that go? I'm a singer. <laughs> I'm a singer. Um, that's not my ministry. I remember my um, band teacher, Mr. Smith. Shout out to Walter Smith Sr. 
you may know the famous uh, jazz saxophonist Walter Smith II, but Walter Smith sent, he sent a message to my mom and said, let's get Major back in choir. Yeah, let's get Major back in choir. Let's, yeah, let's turn in, turn in the trumpet. Do you play anything? I can play a little, little piano, but I mean, You're I, a singer. I am my instrument. <laughs> I am my instrument. So, so, um, you know, performing art schools your entire life, singing in church? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't that have to face be, that's right clear. there. Clear. <laughs> Absolutely the church. The church made me, has always been, will be, is my foundation. Um, my uncle was a pastor of my church. Um, shout out to Alvin Moten. Uh, I was very, very active, had a seat right on the front row. Um, every single Sunday, I sang in the choir. My first official solo with the mass choir was Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Wow. And what's full circle is I just sang that uh, very song on the stage of Carnegie Hall uh, for the Night of Inspiration with uh, Ray Chu. Mm which is another full circle because he was the band that played behind my singing group, my youth group on Apollo. Wow. It's just, but yeah, the church, the church. Church teaches you how to move in excellence, to build and study and show yourself approved, to learn community. I watched my uncle impact people and people come broken and they just feel whole again or feel inspired. And I said, I want to do that yeah i want to do that yeah. and music is gonna be the catalyst and so forever i thought gospel music was absolutely my route you know they used to call me choir boy um uh i, I sent letters i used to send letters to michael johnson producer of uh the stellar award yes i used to send letters to them saying my name is choir boy <laughs> I sing. I'm a gospel singer. Can you please? Jan, Paul and Jan Crouch. I sent letters to Santa Ana, California. With TBN asking if they would give me an opportunity me to program. sing. Not one of them responded. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of them responded. But that wasn't, that wasn't my, my path. I've had some really cool moments, though in gospel and I've built a lot of great relationships. I used to sing with Israel for a little bit um, and New Breed for a little bit. And yeah. I've, I've had my share, but you know, I was worship leader at one church for a good while with uh, sure. Tori Robertson. So I'm a worship leader as, I'm a worship leader in disguise. <laughs> like that's all I am. I'm a soul singer who happens to be a worship singer. But here's the interesting thing about that. And I think that a lot of times when people think of the local church, particularly the black church, I think a lot of people miss that what you have been able to do, um, there are so many like the black church spit out Whitney Houston, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin, James Brown. Like it's it goes on. And, and on, on and on. Charlie Wilson. Yes. I mean, the list is yes. so long. And then if we want to go across the street, Elvis. Yeah. I mean, then he came to the black church. I mean, the list is so And you know long. this. That's yeah. why I've always connected with you because you, underst you understand it yeah. more, more fully. Yeah. But it's wild because, like, 
I do once. I, they see me at a church and they're like, oh, gospel. Yeah. And they see me here, oh, R&B. And I'm like, I'm a soul singer. Yeah. I sing from my soul and all of it is what I do. Shout out to Monarch Music Group with Gina Miller and everyone for believing in me as an American soul singer yeah. because I can fully be major. Yeah. You know? Well, well, when you talk about an American soul singer that came from the church, you're talking about Sam Cooke. You're talking about the staple singers. Heroes. Yeah. My yeah. heroes. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you're talking about Aretha Franklin. Yeah. So, and there's so many people who you know, came from the church, crossed over from the church, but never let the church leave them. And that's my commitment. I remember moving to Los Angeles after uh, studying at Berkeley. Yeah. And like I said, I thought gospel was it. I sang at this, um, the R&B Live Hollywood and Chris Spencer said, you're about to take over this city. Mm. And, and I'm just like, God told you that because I hope so. you, ain't, you ain't heard that because I, I, I can barely pay bills right now. And he said, no, 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 you're special. And I remember getting this, this spiritual release and I remember making a commitment to God. If I cross over, I will take the crossover with me. Mm. And that has been my commitment. That has been my life commitment because before I'm telling you, Gospel was the only way I saw it. Yeah. And they weren't embracing me back. Yeah. Yeah. I was street team for Smokey Norfolk. I was street team for <laughs> Kirk Card uh, for Kirk for all for Gospel Centric. Yeah. I, man, you should have saw me passing out everybody's flyers saying one day, <laughs> one day. This gonna beat me one day. You killing me. You killing me. You I'm crying. Shout out to Tracy Artist for giving me James Black for for Paying my, that pay love my you, bills. Tracy. Love I you, love my Tracy. Yeah, listen, yeah. Uh, Monica Bacon. Oh yeah, <laughs> you calling all the family members' names? So, so I, I do think it's very important though that the evolution I think comes as a result of education. That part, and and I think you know when you realize that in scripture, mm -hmm. like scripture is is in many senses, a conglomerate of amazing stories mm -hmm. of people who walked with God, mm -hmm. um, some who didn't walk with God, but lived life. Yes. And when you look at Song of Solomon, yeah. man, it's just it's love stories. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at, you know, Proverbs, it's, it's wisdom and, mm -hmm. and it's journeying through life and so many other. And if we can read that, we ought to be able to sing that real life you know what i'm saying and and if we can preach that we ought to be able to sing you know what i'm saying these are these are Ooh. these are story david and bathsheba is a story moses is a story samson is a story like we go all through scripture and paint these pictures of of you know difficult stories tough stories beautiful stories and i think when i think about you and your work i think about you know, the Sam Cooks and the Aretha's. So, so shout out to Major. I, thank you, bro. Like, I'm telling you, this was not the script. Yeah. This was not the script. I really thought it was going to be gospel. But when I went to those record labels trying to get a deal and they were just like, you're so much more than this. And it, of course, in that moment only felt like 
rejection, not redirection, yeah. not protection. But now I see how God has used me beyond Stevie Wonder himself, you know, saying major continue to write and sing about love yeah. because God will be there because yeah. God is love. Yeah. And me realizing that in that moment, this is a master of love songs, giving the key to his formula. Yeah. Because when you write or do anything from the perspective of the creator, you're going to reach the heart of creation. Yeah. And, and that's been my thing. You sing about me, says God, Holy Spirit, as I'm, as I'm building, sing about me and the rest of the world will sing along. Yeah. So when you have a song like Why I Love You, which basically is a love letter I wrote to God and love wrote me back. When you have um, a, a song about honest, which helps people understand that the true you is the greatest you. That's the one that God chooses to use. Lean into that. It, it gets me my Grammy nomination. And then when I have a song as simple as my life is better with you in it, better with you in it, I'm letting you know that this thing called life is sweeter because you decided to live it. Yeah. You decided to lean into it. So don't go nowhere. Yeah. But also understand that we should not make room for the things that don't make us. Because if they don't make us, they only break us. Yeah. And that's not the thing we need to make room for. And of course, we have baby, will you love me? That's yeah. a new new. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that new new from Major. Yeah. And that's the that's the love story of my journey. When she walked in, she took the wind, and nothing else around us mattered. Yeah. Gave her my hand and when we danced, that's when I knew I found the answer. She stole my heart in record time. A beauty like a joy divine. She hypnotized me. Yeah. She got me and I didn't mind. Tell me, baby, will you love me forever and always? Go on and sing a verse to her. Go on and sing it. Tell me, baby, 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 baby. Will you love me, love me, love me, love me? Forever, forever and always. I find myself in the deep of the night dreaming days where we take on the oceans and rivers wide. I see it's pain in the sky, you and I, we are flying away so high where the life sends us up to the mountains or down through the roughest valley. I want to do it with you always. Tell me, baby, 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 will you love me, love me, love me, love me? Forever, forever, and always. And then it's crazy because we were on set uh, for the music video, and I was like, Jesus, 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 I will love you, love you, love you, love you. Forever, forever, and always. Woo! Jesus, 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 Jesus. I will love you, love you, love you, love you forever, forever and always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's incredible. That's from the whole audience. That's yes, sir. incredible. Yes, sir. And those of y'all, wherever you are, you should be doing the same thing. <laughs> Go get that. Man, yeah. that's incredible, bro. But I think, I think what's beautiful about that and love and respect for all artists who feel like they're creating what they're supposed to create. But I think we need more what I call family-friendly music. Absolutely. And, and more music that um, leans into people and, and lifts people up 
you know, without necessarily, you know, some content. Absolutely. Yeah, so we need lots, lots more of that. This life I live is intentional. Yeah. It's absolutely intentional. If, if God, Holy Spirit, is intentional about me, yeah. my response has to be the same. Yeah, nah, I love that. So you you named, you went through some big hits there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you went through some big hits there. You, you listed some big hits. How did those big records happen? Let's start with Why I Love You. Why I Love You, I was on set of a web series. Shout out to Jason Fredericks, the brother of Kev on stage, who made his transition, but he had a web series called Flawed. And me and my brother, Joel Quinn, were in the green room and they were talking about this. This going to go left. Okay. Uh, we're, they were talking about what we were going to eat for lunch and it was low budget. So we know that's either sandwiches or pizza. Yeah. And uh, they said sandwiches this day. And I was like, sandwiches? What kind? And they were like, ham, turkey, or veggie. And I said, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. They yeah. said, well, what do you want, Major? I've always been high maintenance. Yeah. Even when we were poor, yeah. Yeah. I was high maintenance. Yeah. High yeah. expectations. Yeah. You give me spam, I need it crusted on the sides. <laughs> Nevertheless, I said, Jorel's on the piano playing lullaby music. Yeah. And I, they said, what do you want? I said, chicken salad sandwich. I want a chicken salad sandwich because I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That, they were filming it, we posted it, it went viral. Harmony, my producer, you yes, know Harmony, yes, uh, said, bro, that is a hit. Come to the studio, we gonna write to it. That's a love song. I'm thinking, oh, I can give it to, we can pitch it to Chick-fil-A, make some money. Yes. He said, nah, bro, you gonna be able to get Chick-fil-A for a, lot, a long <laughs> time. And sure enough, we get, why I love you. And me saying I wanna write about love, I didn't know it for myself outside of my God experience of love because I'd never experienced being in love. Yeah. And I said, I want to write a song that helps people understand how to do love on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Let me help people. Because mm. most of these love songs, no knock to them, mm -hmm. are one-sided. It's talking about how somebody broke their heart or how much you gave to somebody. Mm. And it's like, mm. what if reciprocity was the foundation? Yeah. 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 Well, that word love by definition, Come means, on. means to hold one in the highest regard. That's it. And to have the highest form of concern with demonstration. That's it. The highest form of love is not affection. Mm. It's sacrifice. It's sacrifice. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And if we're both, yeah. imagine the wonders. Imagine the amazing that we, will ex we would experience on earth in the meantime yeah so so you and harmony yeah go in the lab yeah after lunch yeah listen listen <laughs> and make us smash hey it was crazy how the words just started flowing all of a sudden and but what was wild is you remember meeting me before why i love you came about i believe oh yeah and so we're in the studio michelle uh williams was with us we're in the studio and we're listening to the music, the big band stuff that I was making because they yes. were going to have me as a black boot player. Yeah, the black boot player. You're like, whoo, whoo. And, and I'm like, I do that. I do that. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. And I already had my album basically done. 
and Heart, Why I Love You was the last song on it. Shout out to a uh, an apostle by the name of Sherman Dumas who prophesied to me and said, there is a song, a love song, mm. that's going to speak from the heart of heaven. Mm. And it's going to touch so many different people. You're gonna sing it in churches, you're gonna sing it in nightclubs, you're gonna sing all over. And I'm trying to make my song serendipity be the one, cause serendipity about that, that Romans 8, 28, yeah. in due time it works, it comes together. Yeah. So I'm trying to make this love story. Yeah. And God's like, that's a beautiful one, but that ain't the one. <laughs> and why I love you came about, and sure enough, nightclubs, churches, he even talked about me being on a side stage at an award show. Mm. Why I Love You, I did on the side stage as an artist to watch for Soul Train. And it's like these things happening, but it's like God allowing me to fully be everything I dreamt, dreamt to be the way he designed it. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's amazing. So when I get out of my way, that's when I experience the amazing, bro. Wow, wow. So, why I love you, honest. How did honest happen? Honest, so me and Harmony are having tough conversations on okay, what's next? Yeah. And we were getting frustrated because let me tell you why I love you was not quickly embraced. Everybody said it was beautiful industry-wise when we were trying to get deals, but they were saying that it's too slow for radio. Mm. We were like, I don't know about that because I've heard a few other songs that are pretty slow. Yeah. I mean, John Legend's All of Me is not a fast song and it literally it's like went to the pop charts. Yeah. Took it the over. charts. Yeah. yeah. And it was just weird how everybody had an opinion and everybody was saying, I remember somebody saying I was too articulate for urban music. A white Jewish, a gay Jewish man said this. And I'm like, dude, we're fighting for inclusion, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and you have the nerve to tell me that me being articulate, articulate is too articulate for my people. What does articulate mean, brother? Tell I, the people. But I'm like, I'm like, so Sam Cooke and Nat King Cole and those they just don't exist. But nevertheless, nevertheless, um, honest was from a conversation we were having about the industry. And why I love you threw me into this space of attention that was like a lot. And I was trying to keep up with it. And I was just like, it's just, it's so much pressure. They have so many questions. They tell you this and they don't mean this. And he says, but we gotta stay honest. Mm. We gotta stay honest. And he says, I have this idea. I just wanna be honest. I just wanna be honest. This is Harmony on the phone. And I'm like, I like that. He says, we're gonna write a song about being honest. Mm. And I go to the studio, Varen Wade, uh, um, co-writer, and also JV, we're all in there. And when I tell you this, the words of this song just started flowing. And I was like, well, let me switch it up because it sounded too close to another artist. And I was like, I, I need to switch up how you say that honest. I've been trying to be perfection when broken is what makes us human. Wow. I just wanna be honest. What's your creative process? Moments, answers to tough questions. And it does not, I, I'm not the type that just, it's like, well, let's just sit here and see what comes. It's like ideas will flow 
and I put it in my phone real quick, just like with Baby We Love Me. I put that idea in my phone while at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Chance the Rapper was a special guest performer. And you know, when Chance first came out, still, but specific to when he first came out, it was like high level inspiration. Mm -hmm. If you listen to Chance, you wanted to take, like, to build the world. Cause yeah. he, it was just something that flowed. And I think he represented the, the, the perfect um, intersection of faith and culture. Yeah. And so, yeah, I came up with that idea, but it's really me just responding to voids or deficits, mm -hmm. you know, I want to give people an answer. And I think I have a way of answering the complex things simply. Mm, mm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You All got right. some rapid fires for me or what? Rapid fire. Okay. All right. Let's see what we can do. You ready? Yeah. Rapid fire. All right. Favorite color? Gold. Okay. Favorite food? Gumbo. Wow. I love gumbo. All right. Favorite meal? Gumbo. <laughs> or Thanksgiving dinner, and it has to be cornbread dressing. Do not, stuffing is silly. <laughs> stuffing is silly. Dressing is remarkable. Dressing is, you it's, get it. It's remarkable. You get it. All right. Favorite TV show of all time? Of all time? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Forrest Gump was one of my favorite, has been one of my favorite. It's between Forrest Gump, it's strange, Forrest Gump and Five Heartbeats. <laughs> favorite cereal? Captain Crunch Berries. No yeah. berries, you can keep the berries. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> Captain Crunch, you're lost, though. you can handle <laughs> I'm lost, no, I'm found. Um, all right, so... Let me ask you this question. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure we got to this question. Who are your biggest musical inspirations? Past that are no longer with us. Michael Jackson, James Brown, Sam Cooke, and Donny Hathaway. Did I say Nat King Cole? Nat King Cole, my voice. That man helps me shape. And I loved also how Whitney used to connect to a song and connect the listener to every word. Um, living, CeCe Winans has always been an inspiration of mine. Kimberell, growing up, taught me how to color things because that's Houston, that's our hero, mm -hmm. Houston. Um, and, and Stevie Wonder, message-wise, I just think is genius. His genius. If I were to pick artists that I'm that I am absolutely inspired by right now that are doing the thing, it would be John Legend and uh, Bruno Mars. Those two guys are incredible. Bruno, he gets it. Yeah. And what's not fair, but fair, because he puts in the work. Yeah. Is that he's doing all of the stuff that I wanted to, that I've wanted to do and I'm like, ah oh, he, he gets to do it. So it's it's, it's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's coming. But I I wanna do a show with him so bad. Coldplay too. 
You should open for Bruno. Uh, if Bruno, if Bruno, if you're watching, my name is Major. That's the name my mama named me, and I would love to open for you, special guest, whatever. I would be honored, man. John two, John two. Whoever's got room for for Major, let's make it happen. Yeah. Thank you so much, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, the American soul singer, Major. The life behind the lyrics, the story behind the songs. Thank you for watching the message behind the music. See you next time.